Hi, and welcome back to the Evolving Media Podcast, a podcast where we talk to some brilliant people about the changes in the media industry from the point of view of the storytellers, creators, and producers in the industry. You can help this podcast immensely by subscribing to it, rating it on whatever platform you're listening to it on, and sharing it on your favorite social media platforms. It'll help us make more of these episodes, so if you have the time, please consider helping out. In today's episode, I'm joined by Kore Paulsen from Danish public service broadcaster DR. Kore is a producer and manager of interactive and cross-platform projects at DR and director of the Festival of Digital Narratives. He's seen all the changes that's been happening in the media world over the past decades, and we took this opportunity to have an in-depth talk about what the new media reality means for public service media, what should be done but necessarily isn't and why, and what creators around the world can learn from the successes and mistakes done in the Nordics. Welcome. Gore, welcome to this podcast. So very happy to have you here. Thank you. Now, how would you position Nordic public service with regards to the rest of the world? What is it that makes us in the Nordics different and, and why? We uh, we have a strong penetration of, uh, of broadband. <laughs> and uh, and I think we uh, we have, I, I would say, some some pretty strong production teams in, in our houses because it's sort of small countries where the talents go where the money is and the money has been... If you want to do like electronic media, uh, the last, I mean, the last 20, 30 years, someone has been in the public broadcasting houses for radio and TV. I mean, just radio and TV in Denmark. I mean, that's what most people watch uh, and listen to. So that's where the ears are and the eyeballs are. And that's where the the money is and where the talent is. So it's been sort of a, a perfect place to go. And then I think we've been pretty good at, most of us have copied the system from BBC with commissioner editors, uh, which has made sort of the the quality control pretty strong and also sort of driven, we've been driven like a bit like production companies uh, that has sort of been challenged by um, sort of the the, the private uh, companies to uh, I mean our our content to the to the uh, commissioning editors and in that way I think we have created some very strong brands and very strong uh, channels so up until uh, the last I think eight years that's been the perfect perfect model for us then something weird happened and the the users changed their behavior and now we're in a different position but historically we've been strong so you were talking about the changing uh, how the users have changed their behavior could you elaborate a little bit more on that what have you seen over the past couple of years well obviously we've seen what everybody else has seen that that uh, the users are deciding themselves when they want to see stuff what they want to see and how they want to see it and they also start producing it themselves and this sort of sort of cultural change with which not many had sort of predicted would be so fast. It, it came overnight in 2012. Mm-hmm. Suddenly we have like in Denmark, we have 500,000 subscribers to Netflix in one or two mm-hmm. years. So suddenly the users changed their, their what would you say, their habits. And uh, we probably weren't geared for that. And, uh, and maybe we took some irrational decisions around the different broadcasters that hasn't been all that clever for us. Of course, we are still living and we're still working but our relevance is uh, is uh, diminishing uh, unfortunately so so what has happened is, is that we sort of we, we tend to to copy 
what we see from the the distributors from the big media houses, uh, the commercial media houses from. So so actually we we tend to find models where we distribute our content online, and then we hope that will be the answer. So we can match Netflix, we can match Spotify, and we can sort of, uh, as long as we as we make our stuff available online, we will sort of try to be like them. And I think it's a very basic and um, uh, important thing to do, but it might not be enough mm. to win because their technology and 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 their the offers and the, the their uh, possibility of of personalizing their content is much better than ours i mean there's so many restrictions to the knowledge that we can get about our users that they have and there's so so many restrictions to the money we have that uh, mm. i mean we will never we will never win that game even though our strong our content is, is strong so i mean if we continue down the road we are continuing we will be we will still be making strong and great platform-specific content on TV, radio, and net, but we will never win. And we will just sl- slowly decrease our um, our importance. Uh, so do- but, 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 but I think there's hope. It's just, uh, I, I think some Nordic public service broadcasters are, are behaving more clever than others. Mm. Do you feel it's more about learning to play the game better because i agree with you it's a, it's a very difficult uh, challenge to to stand up against the big behemoths of the online media industry but is it a question of learning how to play that game better or is it finding another game or is it changing the rules of the game or where where would public service find itself in the nordics Personally, and and I think there are many ways into this. Um, but personally, I would say that you need to find your unique selling point. I mean, what is it that you're very good at that nobody else is good at? And if you look at at our houses, we've we've been sort of excellent in in radio, been excellent in TV, and uh, we have some pretty we, we can attract some pretty strong digital people. The thing is, um, I think the unique selling point is that if if we can learn how to combine these competencies and create content that is sort of cross-platform and that is sort of telling the story across media over time where we can use the internet to involve users and then create new sorts of, of content on on the various platforms that is sort of you know connected to the same idea because we have the greatest people in, in all the different areas combining that knowledge and and creating new types of projects uh, that are sort of cross-media and interactive carried by the, this you know, gift of public service, which forces us to be, to have a social ethical relevance uh, and aspect to the stuff we're doing. I think we can make a strong impact with what we do. The the reason why we don't do it that much uh, come, comes back to the, you know, the winning strategy of before the digital change, because what yeah. happened when we copied the BBC model, the commissioning editor model, is that that you had each channel was very very strong. So each each radio and TV channel was sort of given an, an amount of money that to to perform like brilliantly and buy the best product for them. Yeah. But 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 when suddenly when you're not depending on a single channel anymore, when users don't con- connect to your content that way anymore, it might not be a winning strategy. So so what happens is that you get a lot of reluctant frightened, uh, opposing commissioning editors who are just trying to save their own channel from this thing about, you know, sharing across different channels. So the sort of the brilliance and the and the unique thing of your own 
specific channel brand uh, has to sort of, you know, you, you sort of have to, to step away from that and say, how can we create something within the, the major brand of YLE or SVT or DR that is sort of uh, connecting to the audience, but across uh, the different channels. And we sort of have to change that system, I think, or we have to be more lenient on how to, you know, who gets to decide how the money is spent in order mm-hmm. to create create stuff because what's happening at the moment is that we sort of we have the the at the moment we have the TV parts that is um i think we, we win all the prices we have great drama we have great current affairs we have great documentaries we have the radio with a big penetration still even though the podcast listening is going up we still have a, a, the same penetration on on the flow channels of radio okay. so and then and then we have the the web where basically what we're doing is throwing all the money at news and social media which I think uh, is probably at the moment like pissing your pants because if you <laughs> if you if you if you put all the money on the social media channels to content for them, you're actually just sleeping with the enemy and and giving away all the the the, the content to your worst enemy and and also the, the the user data of the people that you actually want to connect with. I think with the strong impact uh, uh, penetration we have on the on the social media channels at the moment, we're sort of going away from the original idea of what was public service, which was sort of to create a, a field in media where people were not regarded as consumers, but citizens. I mean, that was the idea of public service. And yeah. what we're doing, what we're doing with this massive amount of money that you're throwing at, at, at distributing content on social media channels is that we're turning these uh, citizens into products. I mean, we're just doing the different thing. They're not even consumers anymore. They are the products. And we are selling, uh, I mean, we're sort of, I think we are, we are really letting down a lot of things that we should do. And on the other hand, spending a lot of money on, on news, we're pissing off all the the as a, all the, the newspapers that are very influential on the politicians. So I think uh, we might have a third strategy and change uh, to actually do this digital part differently. I mean, I've been li- listening to your podcast and looking at the people who are creating great stuff. And they're all sort of, they're all, I mean, mostly Americans, but also in other countries. I mean, they're very skilled at thinking about immersed media. Uh, I was talking about cross media before, but I think immersed media is very nice because it's sort of leading you from one piece of piece of content to the next. And and that's sort of the, the I, I would say, the opposite of social media and the opposite of news. It's actually getting a deeper insights yeah. Via, via digital um, uh, offers. And you might end up watching a two hours TV show after sort of seeing something on, on, uh, online. So I think, I think connecting those dots could be sort of a winning strategy in, in, in the future for the public, public service broadcasting houses. But I think uh, we are very, very, um, we have this legacy of current affairs and news sort of uh, being the most uh, important thing. I mean, if something, if accident strikes in Denmark, we need a, a very strong news and, and um, news um, yeah. coverage. So, so I think it's it's a very very big super tanker to sort of turn around. And there's not really a big, as I talked before about sort of the the commissioning editor system. I mean, it's there's not a big, not many people are winning in the short run. Uh, by changing all this because it's difficult you have to work together in new ways and you have to take chances you might have projects that are, you don't really know who they belong to and you have to have new people uh, with new competencies to do it but I think we have to we have to do it and and when you look at some of the great Finnish projects and some of the great Danish projects that have been made over the years uh, 
building with cross media social storytelling yes. i think we should, I, I think we um we might get inspired by that and actually i think also if you want to have an impact on the users if you want uh, it might not be activism but if you want to make a difference you want people to actually i mean the world is falling apart at the moment i mean we we might want to give people some tools and some some uh, empowerment to actually change stuff and i think combining what we do in in uh, best in media with the digital and interactivity and a lot of physical um, events, we might actually have the chance of changing stuff. Yeah, as you were saying, you know, the changing audience, but I, I think also there's a change in how we should perceive what value is, as you were talking about. Uh, you know, changing the changing the uh, uh, audience to a consumer to then being a product which I agree with wholeheartedly and it's very short-sighted and it needs to be rethought but it's it's about what constitutes value for a a company is quite easy it's what's the sum under the line but what constitutes value for a public service broadcaster is something completely different yeah and it's, it's a bit difficult to measure because it, it was much easier uh, in the old days when you were to measure how many people listened to your program how many people watched your tv show how many people liked your your new uh, posts on facebook how many people listened to your broadcast but but if you wanted to change you want to, if you want to to measure the the difference you make how um, open you are, uh, how helpful you are in making partnerships with the people who are out there you want to uh, uh, drive change with. I mean, it's it's very, very difficult to measure. But I think it's a very clever guy in Denmark. His company is called Fucking Nice, if you translate <laughs> it to, to English. And, and what he's saying is, well, Denmark used to be the happiest uh, nation in the world. Uh, and when we were that, uh, he said, well, maybe that might not be the goal. What would happen if we were the friendliest nation in the world? Mm. And, and I think it's a bit the same. We might have the strongest impact. But what about, how about, you know, being the most, you know, the most important, uh, making the most impact instead of just, you know, being seen and heard the most? So, yeah, I, I, uh, just on a side note, I know that, that the Finnish people are actually the, the happiest uh, at yeah. the moment. <laughs> yeah. But I, but somebody somebody told me that it might be because all the unhappy Finnish people have killed themselves. But you might be able to. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look out the window right now, I I can't see all that many happy people. But no. they could be happy on the inside. That's the it's that's true. one trait as Finns have. We might true. be very friendly and we might be very happy, but you'll never notice it. <laughs> True. Yeah, where where do you see we're heading now? What's what's in store for the future? We've seen all these flagpole multimedia or immersive media projects that have come out. You know things like Scum from Norway, for instance, which was a seminal one to to get through to a lot of people globally, etc. And so forth. There's been so many. But where do you see? I mean, you're running the, the festival of digital narratives as well. Uh, yeah. And and so where do you see we're heading now? Because you have the you have the audience which is becoming more and more active. And I mean you you can treat them however you want nowadays, but you're gonna have a reaction, unlike back in the days when people yeah. perhaps didn't watch you uh, if they didn't like you, but you didn't get a you didn't get the narrative reversal that Jeff yeah. Gomez was talking about earlier. So yeah. what kind of symbiosis future are we heading into? What do you see? Well, I think there's lots of hope, and and of course change happens where the 
just to use a cliche where the platform is burning the most. If you look at, at the, the, the small kids stuff and the, uh, the bigger kids and the youth, they are all working seamlessly across media. If you look at Scum, if you look at Klassen in DIA, you look at Sekasin or Mental from Finland, mm. and you look at um, Karma, the new um, stuff from Finland as well, drama, I mean, they're just working across platforms seamlessly because they have to. And they know the audience don't really, you know, differ between where they are. And I think eventually this will come up to the grown-ups um, uh, sooner or later. So I think there's hope and we know how to do it. We just need to organize in new ways with a 360 perspective of, uh, of having that idea and after that finding the platforms. It's just that the, we still have people in positions uh, around these broadcasting houses that are sort of reluctant to that change, but it, it will come. So there's hope. The other part I would say is that, so who is going to do what, when? Uh, if you look at my festival digital narratives, I mean the first year, um, I'm trying to sort of show the whole spectrum of uh, digital. What types of story can you tell using digital? It could be on radio, it could be on TV, it could be digital only, it could be cross media, it could mm -hmm. be real life, real life events combined with digital, like the the Finnish Birdhouse projects. Um, but w basically, what I can see is that that we are, I mean, we're a bit slow in the broadcasting houses, and I think we should be. And and there's new technology coming in all the time, and and every year I, I travel around to all these different places to see what you know what what's been invented now and each year you find something new and and uh, two years ago um th there was sort of a, a highlight of vr we've been talking a lot about a ar last year which i believe a lot more in and we talk about ai at the moment and um and the mixed media and i think it's it's all very nice and i love the people who are um creating stuff in it what they're doing is sort of building a, a, a city on the moon because i mean nobody's visiting what they're doing nobody's seeing it because you need yeah. uh, so many technological technological tools that you will i mean it's unaccessible i've been standing in line at the future of storytelling um at their uh, adventure parks at the sheffield i mean it's 12 people trying something during a day and and it's like who wants who who really wants to make an impact by doing stuff for 12 people i even have these uh, glasses at, glasses at home for trying all these oculus stuff and i never wear them because i mean it's just too much of a hassle so yeah. i think the people who are, who are taking all these uh, winning all these projects and doing them are brave people because they're doing it for very very few people and the technology changes so fast i mean e even the magic leap i tried some of the magic leaf stuff in um, at the mill uh, this spring and uh, wonderful and beautiful i was uh, i was totally immersed into this uh, interesting Sigur ross song where i could sort of affect the music with my hands nice. which was quite brilliant yeah but it's just i mean i'm the only person in the world who tried it and and uh, b between 10 others and it's never going to find a market <laughs> and and they're even building their content uh, and giving feedback to the magic leap this is how it works when you create content for you so you might want to change your whole technology i mean it's 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 such a minority of people who are actually into this yeah. and next year it's going to be something new and and if i look at the people who are i mean ai is a bit different but it's a bit also like we had some projects in public service the, uh, a, year, a couple of years ago using sort of data mining projects using sort of the whatever you have on your computer will sort of be emerged into the documentary you're watching i mean do not track was a very very good example made by yes. Arthur, and and uh, uh, very expensive but it was sort of addressing 
sort of the problematics of giving away all your user data. And I think what we see in, in the public service broadcasting houses creating stuff for AI is a bit the same. Uh, you're sort of trying to guess whether the, well, the, the I mean, there was a very interesting Dutch project uh, made by Geert Jan Strenghold, where, where he was sort of making sort of an internet game where you were trying to, to see whether you could guess uh, if the person you were talking to was a person, real person or an artificial intelligence. And it was very, very interesting. And you could actually get, if you won, over the, the game, you can actually have the position of trying to be playing the act of uh, making somebody else guess whether you were a, a person or an AI. I mean, that was interesting. But it's also, I mean, it's a bit meta. It's a bit like it's it's addressing what's, what the topic is more than actually using it for, you know, something that is actually creating new types of value. So, so I think we are lucky that a lot of innovative people are out there uh, creating content that might be relevant for public service broadcasters in 10 or 15 years. So what do you, a final question for listeners of this podcast, if you're a producer, you're a creator, uh, back in the days you started training, you became a director, you became a screenwriter, or you became something else. But today you're faced with so many possibilities and you're faced with so many challenges. And um, for instance, I'm speaking to, I'm lecturing for journalism students, and they oh. go into their first, you know, editorial meetings at the newspapers or at the broadcaster or wherever. And uh, in the discussions, the people working there say that, oh, but you're, you're, you're young, so you know how to handle social media. And they don't, of course, oh. you know, many of them have an Instagram account and a, and a Facebook page and that's it uh, and so step, stepping stepping into this world of uh, as a new creator a new producer or someone who wants to connect with audiences in new platforms where how to start what do, what do you start doing where, where do you where do you find your feet how do you see that well, I think, of course, depends on what you want to do and which role you want to have. I mean, of course, uh, the easiest thing is just go and uh, get some experience, try it, and see what happens. I would, I, w- I might say, one of the things that that I'm I'm quite curious about is this idea of having a lot of young people who are technically brilliant and then giving them a lot of responsibility and and uh, and say, well. We are too old. Uh, I mean, I'm 51. I should have been out of this house. I've been in DR for 20 years. I should have been gone a long time ago. Somehow, I'm, I, I haven't found the uh, exit yet. But the, I think what I've learned is that we talk about technology, and it changes all the time. And uh, and there are so many different things you can be good at. What what is interesting is that uh, that while technology changes, people don't really change. So, so I mean, we still have the same hopes and fears and, and, and needs and cravings and uh, flaws and, and wishes. And, uh, and any project I've been doing um, that has been successful, dealing with, you know, creating change in your local community, we did with the Build It Up, or we had a project called Secrets, where people were sharing secrets with each other. I mean, they're all based on something fundamentally human. I think you have to remember that when you design your media projects, that 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 you need to somehow uh, create something because you need an audience and you need to hit them in the stomach and you need to f- make something that is relevant for them, no matter I mean what position they are in. Uh, you you want it to be relevant for and 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 something that that is actually you know entering uh, people's minds of what is it to be human on this planet and what are the yeah. How can I change? How can I change into a better person? How can I make a better difference? How can I be- become the best version of myself? I mean, all these things, 
And uh, and I think what I've seen that if you create the right proposal and the right value proposition, then people will enter it and turn into the best versions of themselves. They will share. They will be kind. They will comment nicely. They will contribute for free with a lot of things. And you, at the same time, you have the, I mean, all the hatred running on Facebook. I mean, it's just, if you can do that, something fundamentally humanly interesting that is based on, on, on strong and, and honest and loving ideas. If you combine that with, with, with some kind of flair and, and curiosity into technology, you might be on the right track as a young person. Let's hope a lot of people go down that route. I'd love to see the projects that, that are born out of that are born out of something like that Kore thank you so much for joining me for this podcast and I look forward to talking to you again in the future it's a pleasure